Hi everybody, welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your transformation coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And I am outdoors this morning. It's a very fresh autumn morning here in Melbourne, Australia. I've got the beanie on and uh, I'm walking a relatively quicker pace to try and warm myself up uh, today but I wanted to have today's topic be talking about the power of data. Now I'm very left brain thinking which means I love numbers, spreadsheets, uh, the detail, all that kind of stuff and I get that in talking to you about all this it may not come naturally to you if you're more of a right brain creative person uh, but the power of data is so incredible and I want to talk about a few different examples here today as to why data is so good. I'm very much obsessed with the high performance outcomes and understanding what what drives people and understanding how people are able to consistently get these amazing outcomes. So the highest performing athletes on the planet, the high performing uh, business people that just continue to be able to drive their business further forward uh, more and more. Because all of these organisations, like your, your Apples, your Googles, your Amazons and so forth, they require somebody to be guiding the ship. They, they don't want to stay big and great because they are big and great now. All of that can easily disappear if you've got the wrong management structure and leadership uh, and owners in place uh, guiding what, what needs to happen. So I'm going to start with the, maybe the easiest ones, which is sport. You think about the power of data and how that has changed over time. So last weekend, they had the, the Grand Prix for uh, Formula One here in Melbourne. And so there was a bit of it on TV here. I watched a bit of it. And what I'm really fascinated with is... Um, yeah, so there's a show on Netflix, uh, which gives you all the, the backstory to... Uh, Formula One, uh, Drive to Survive. I encourage you, if you've got Netflix, watch that. And there's another one, which is called Full Swing, which is the kind of looking behind the scenes of uh, pro golfers and, and so forth as well. And <clears throat> looking at the Formula One uh, last weekend, it's not so much the, the racing that I'm interested in. It is what's going on behind the scenes. What's going on through the driver's mindset? What are the teams doing? Because you look at the, you know, the Formula One team and they have, I don't know how many in their pit crew, but maybe 10 or something or six, I don't know. And uh, you look at all the people that are watching monitors and stuff and somebody's watching fuel, somebody's watching something else maybe. There's a lot that goes on and all of it's driven by data. And they're, they're constantly looking at, maybe there's somebody that's monitoring the, the driver's heart rate and all that kind of stuff. There's somebody that is looking at the, the performance of the, the vehicle. What is the fuel like? What's happening to the tyres? What are all the sensors and the, the readouts of the, the engine coming back to uh, the pit crew, etc., so that they can see how well is the vehicle performing? Uh, when things go wrong, when, say, engines blow up and all that kind of stuff, what is the data that showed them that this was going to happen or why this happened? When you're thinking more about the, 
say, the athlete that's running around. Um, so, like, AFL football here, I'm sure they do it for the NFL well as well. And maybe your soccer players, your, uh, you know, your round ball football uh, players. Uh, the data that you can capture on each athlete, and you can see, okay, so how many, how many kilometres a game are they running? Like, your soccer players and hockey players are probably the cardiovascularly fittest people on the planet um, because they're, you just, they're doing so much running around uh, for each game that they, they play. And so knowing uh, what's happening to their heart rate, what is happening to their performance and just marrying it, it all up. What are they drinking? What are they eating? What are they not eating? Um, how is that all uh, going into their performance? And part of it is going to be at the end of, say, a match or during a match where, say, it's me and I'm noting down somewhere, recording, how am I feeling at the end of the game? How am I feeling? How would I rate my performance? Am I completely exhausted? Am I really sore? If I pulled up sore than normal, am I more energised than normal? Uh, what are all those different things that I'm feeling to indicate whether my formula is really good like did I eat before the game did I not eat before the game what did I eat before the game what did I have during the game which electrolyte drink what was the formula how much uh, did I have how many meals was I consuming all of those things are all incredibly important because once you know the recipe for success you can just keep re-implementing that same formula and you should get the same result so or very similar to it um, so the the data in all of that is really powerful if you think about uh, say some of these sports back in uh, gee, I don't know when they first started using uh, some of this data uh, in high performance sports outcomes point, uh, but uh, well, let's go back to the 70s the equipment didn't exist and so the only way that people could capture that data is by um, say, individually tracking a person, saying, okay, well, they've run this length, I estimate that it's this period, uh, this amount of distance. Now, probably uh, no one did that, so we weren't even thinking about uh, that being a, a valuable tool uh, for success. Um, what they also do now is, like, they're very, very much tracking, uh, say, football, uh, how far did they run, but also the possessions, like how many possessions, how many handballs, how many, how many kicks, how many marks, how many goals, how many points, how many assists, all that, and in basketball and things like that, there, there's so much that is being tracked. So when you have that information and you can say, okay, well, this game versus this game, you did this versus this, you'll know how you felt, what was the outcome for the game, what was the role that you played in the game, etc., etc. Tennis, another great one. Uh, they've got some really great data now where you can see, because they show it on TV, they'll show it like, a, imagine you're looking down at the tennis court and they'll say, okay, this is where you're returning balls from this person at this stage of the match versus this stage of the match or where it is for the, the entire match and you can break it down. Uh, you know, your percentage of first serves going in, your average speed, uh, of serve, uh, average speed, or forehand, backhand, all of that kind of stuff. So we have so much data now 
that's available for these athletes that once didn't exist. And so if you had all that data available and you just didn't use it, how effective do you think you're going to be versus somebody that is using that data to improve themselves? And I would suggest that the person that's tracking their data and monitoring their performance and tweaking uh, as required is going to get far better outcomes than the person that's just ignoring the data. And when it comes to business, same thing. If you're in business and you're not tracking your, your numbers, you don't know how many leads you're getting in, you don't know what your close rate is, you don't know what your average lifetime client value is, you don't know uh, your net profit, you don't know what your margin is, you don't know, um, you know your cash flow numbers, particularly in, in this current economic client. If you don't know all of those things, then how can you make better choices, better informed decisions? How do you keep pushing yourself forward? Me personally, I know when uh, there's a certain, uh, I do it about every fortnight, uh, review of my uh, financial performance and I can see that when, I, uh, when I'm doing that more regularly and I can look at graphs and say, wow, this is where I was this, this time, uh, so now versus this time last year, then that, that helps drive me to want to do better. If I don't look at that, then you don't know and it won't change my behaviour. But if I look at it and say, wow, I want to push a little bit more because I can see that I want to do this. And it means I've got to reach out to more people and I've got to, um, you know, be driving more leads into the business and et cetera, et cetera. And so when I do that each time, I do get a better outcome. Uh, so the data can help you drive action. It can help you stay focused. It can help motivate and inspire you to, to do more and get more consistent, higher performance outcomes. So data is super powerful. The question is, are you using it? And are you taking a look at data across various areas of your life to see whether you're doing well or not? I'll tell you an area where we don't have a lot of data and therefore most people don't do particularly well in this area is relationships. I'm talking about personal, intimate relationships. There's not a lot of data there. The only feedback you get tends to be uh, on the poor side when people are upset and you get that feedback in a way that normally doesn't land on you too well and you're like, oh, okay, well, is that all them? Is it me? The reality is it's, it's maybe all you or a combination of the two and it doesn't feel right. But if you had some data on it, and maybe one day, I'm sure there will be, there'll be some data that you can measure personal relationships on. And the, the difficulty is, right now, we don't have that. At one point, the step counter didn't, didn't exist, but now it just does. It just happens all there in the background. Maybe there'll be something, that, a, a different feature on your Apple Watch where it will measure your level of satisfaction with uh, what it is that you're doing in your relationship. Uh, but imagine if you had that data and you had that constant feedback to say, it's just like your business, and said, oh, this data is trending downwards. My relationship is trending downwards. Why is that? Okay, well, you can see that you're, again, in business profit and loss terms, all well, the costs are going up and revenue is going down, so my margin is shrinking. 
what's going on? Well, you're not getting your leads coming in. Same thing for a relationship. You can see that your satisfaction level is going, of your partner and for you is going down. All right, what do we need to do? We need to get some more leads in. All right, so we need to get some more excitement into the relationship. What does that mean? We need to be spending more time together. We need to be spending time with our devices. We need to, maybe we haven't had a break for a while. We need to go on a holiday, just the two of us or with the kids and having that connection time. Maybe we need to be scheduling uh, some therapy once a month just to check in on our relationship and just get everything out and work out how do we make ourselves uh, better. You know, imagine if you had those things, then I'm sure your relationship would be doing uh, a lot better. So please, please do not underestimate the power of your data. And final one is around your health and wellness, right? There's a, a lot of data that you can use around your health and wellness. Unfortunately, most people tend to use it uh, data just for one metric and that is based on what happens on the scales. And I have a great example of a client that's doing really, really well uh, mindset-wise, the way she's feeling, um, the change that she's, she's getting within herself and but just the, the mindset change is, is really impressive. And I did a fitness assessment on her last uh, weekend and the result, like the first result, that uh, I provided their feedback on was not as good as either of us were really expecting based on the work that she's putting in. It was still good and still moving in the right direction. This wasn't as great as she, she thought it was. So if I said to her, I'd expect you to be losing maybe 500 grams up to a kilo um, a month. This is, uh, sorry, a week. Uh, this is when she first started. But I said, uh, you know, you're going to get closer to the kilo based on if you get all these things right. But I said, you know, at the age you are and hormonally and everything, the change that you're, you're going through, we're not going to know until we actually get started and see how this process affects your, your body. So I said, you might be closer to the 500 grams, but we'll just have to sort of suck it and see kind of thing. And then the reality was she said uh, around 350 grams a week. Okay, so that's 150 grams off the 500 still good still progress and achieving uh, positive improvement for the first time in like many many years so great now if you just had that one metric i could tell that she was feeling a little bit down and i said the reason that we do these other things as well so we do strength testing we do cardio testing flexibility all that kind of stuff it, i said we do that so that you can see that it's not just what happens on the scales so i said we haven't done a DEXA scan, we haven't looked at your overall body composition to see what's the change in muscle, what's the change in body fat and different parts of your body. So we haven't done that. Because I don't have access to a DEXA scan and that wasn't something that she indicated that she wanted to do up front. I outsource uh, that work. And so by the time we'd finished doing all of those things, she's like, oh, thanks for, for doing all those other things. She felt a lot better. And I had to coach her around, don't leave this room now and go home and beat yourself up over that one thing. I said, you need to stand back and say, every area out of the six areas that we measure, you've improved in all of them. And like she, she took like, a, I think it was over like a minute and a half off her cardiovascular test, a minute and a half in four weeks. Like her centimetres dropped, her weight has also dropped, 
her strength increased by, I think, a minimum of probably 30% uh, across uh, the five body parts that we check. I was like, you know, great results in four weeks' time. I said, I want you to think about those and then also think about how you're feeling. You've told me that you're sleeping better, you're feeling better, you're feeling empowered, you're feeling strong, you're feeling very focused. I said, don't forget all those things. And when you capture all that data and you look at it in a holistic way, you can think about it differently as opposed to just looking at one metric. And so this is why at the end of every single day, I rate my performance. I rate what was the overall day like out of 10, what was my effort rated out of 10, and then I set the five priorities for the next day to make sure that I keep progressing and keep staying focused, even when I'm tired, to stay focused on improving from where I am to how do I, what do I focus on tomorrow, those five things to keep moving myself forward, even if I don't necessarily feel 100% energized in the time that I'm filling out the form. But I do it every day, consistently. And so what metrics are you capturing? What are you looking at? What are you analyzing? What are you using? Your fundamental basis for doing this should be, how do I look at the data that I've got? How do I capture the data that I need to progress my life forward? And sometimes people are just not looking. Sometimes people have the data, but they're not looking. Sometimes people are just not thinking about what they need to be doing and just going through the motions every single day and letting life happen to them. Now, if you're listening to this, I know that you are a high performer. I know that you want better outcomes for yourself. So I really want you to have a a detailed think about what's going on with the data that you have in your life or you need to have in your life and how do you use it to move yourself forward. Money is a great example uh, you know, if you're, if you're just putting a, a little bit away, uh, you know, each week, each month, whatever, are you investing a little bit or you're not, how do you know if you're not looking to see what progress you're making? And trust me, when you look at the outcomes of the work that you've been doing or not doing, that can really inspire you to take different action. Maybe it's saving more money in the money space. In the health and fitness space, maybe it's you need to be more focused on your food. Maybe you need to get uh, a coach uh, like myself that's going to track all this information for you because you can't be bothered or you don't know exactly how to measure it, what to do, et cetera, et cetera. This is why you have those people around you to help you do those things, particularly if you're a right brain thinker because none of this is going to come easy and you're not going to want to do any of it. So you get your team around you that you trust that can do it for you. So that's me out for today. If you want to connect with me, then go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com and opt in for a free consultation right there. I'd love to connect with you and help you get consistent high-performance outcomes. See you tomorrow.